Warning. This episode contains many references to disgusting sexual acts and violent situations. If you are under 18, sensitive and or offended by such things, do not listen to this episode. You have been warned. Do you think it's safe to ask them? Hear me. Are you hosts gathered here? Kill everyone now. Condone first degree murder. Advocate cannibalism. Eat shit. Well, I think we're about ready. Quiet, everyone. Filth are my politics. Filth is my life. From the whispers of the damned, deep within the bowels of hell, welcome to Astro Radio Z.
Today was the perfect day here in beautiful Wisconsin <laughs> to watch anything and not be outside because it's it's pretty dreary and rainy outside here. It was beautiful yesterday. So. Oh, my God. So nice yesterday. A while back, Mark, uh, and this is mostly I know you know this. So this is yes. mostly for the listeners, anybody that's tuned in. If you're an old school listener of Astro Radio Z, Mark and I, for probably about three years, two or three years, we did a, a run of shot on video episodes where we had covered uh, Scooter McRae's Shattered Ed. And ever since that episode, we've been wanting to get to his second movie, which is 16 Tongues. And uh, I think you had bought the movie on DVD, like almost immediately yeah. after that episode, well, correct? Yeah, it was after Shattered Dead and I found out about 16 Tongues. Scooter McRae actually reached out to us as well. And I, I talked to him and I was, you know, I asked if there was a screener and he said no. And but it's on Amazon. And I went on Amazon. It was five bucks. Oh, yeah. that I mean, and, 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 <laughs> so I'm like, oh, shit. And then he found out I had it and that I was interested in possibly reviewing it. This was like a year ago. I feel so horrible. But and I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I can reimburse. I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, dude, I'm, I'm, I just bought the movie. We're good. I want to I want to see this thing. And I just had not gotten around. The, the timing wasn't right. Last year sucked. So, yeah. And so this has been sitting on my shelf for a while. And then when you asked me, hey, we, we should watch a movie again. I'm like, oh, the perfect time. 16 tongues. We got to well, watch yeah, it. Because I was just like, <laughs> and I'm so glad you picked this because I totally forgot about it as well. I totally after that last episode, I had all in the good intentions to actually sit and watch this movie because I love Shattered Dead. Yeah. What a great movie that is. Yes. And then we come to this thing and you pick this. It was just like, oh, well, this is serendipity. We, this was meant to be. We should have done this a long time ago. Yeah, we should have, especially after we watched it. Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy fuck. So, folks, Scooter McRae, if you aren't familiar with who he is, he's a dude that worked with uh, Frank Henenlotter for a little while. He was like a production assistant on Frankenhooker and Basket Case 2 and then got so frustrated watching uh, no budget films and indie films that he felt could go in different places and do a lot more. He's like, I can make better movies than this. So why don't I try? And his first movie, Shattered Dead, um, if you didn't listen to our episode, um, is the story of a world where when people die, they come back to life. And they retain the form that they died in forever. They become immortal. So people start killing themselves out of vanity so that they hold the shape and form that they do at their peak. And the story follows this woman that is going through this zombie infested world. But the zombies aren't killers. They don't try to eat anybody. They're just displaced souls that no longer can die. And it's just a weird concept, and he explores it to the hilt. Yeah. If you, if you haven't seen Shattered Ed, 
It is a very unique shot on video experience. It take, it's not the kind of tongue in cheek, like goofy, laughy kind of movie that most of the shot on video stuff that, you know, we cover tend to be. It's funny as we were talking about 16 tongues today, as we were watching it, it reminds me like all the two movies he's made remind me way more of somebody that's in tune with comics as their medium. Yeah. Explores a lot of big ideas in a very kind of um, genre specific way and just goes for it with no real intention to try and like appeal other than the exploitation (laughs) factors appeal to the mass market. It's like, here's what I want to do. Here's the sandbox I'm playing in. Let's push it completely to uh, the nether or the, the, the nether the farthest reaches. <laughs> the farthest reaches we can. So today, the movie, his second feature uh, that took him a few years to get to. And it's unfortunate that he only has two movies to his credit. I wish yep. there was more. You said there was another one he had made. There's one in 2015 he made called Betamax. Is that a, a feature or a short film? Betamax is a doesn't have a timing on it, but it, it's <laughs> here's how it's described. Uh, oh, you know what this is? This is a um, it's an anthology. Series. Oh, it's part of another. Oh, it's a short film part of an anthology. Yeah, it looks like because there's a number of uh, directors attached to it. And it's basically the the way it's described is a bunch of really cool stuff happens. Just watch it. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I am so sold on. Oh, yeah. I'm on Letterboxd right now. That's legitimately the tagline of this fucking movie. (laughs) With with characters uh, called the polyphemazoid creature the devil uh sort of jack nicholson uh <laughs> dario argento green martian girl jewel crisp coven muscle man i mean henry penis uh henry just, penis there's a there's somebody called henry penis one of game. the characters is called yeah and then the ultimate name of the character grand magister 09 a frebby chuda Oh my God. Okay. So we need to search this out and, and watch these. I mean, I'm looking at the imdb.com right now. The two features that I'm aware of were shattered dead and 16 tongues, which we'll talk about today. And he made the making of wild zero with guitar Mm -hmm. wolf. And do you, have you ever watched wild zero Mark? I don't think I have. No fuck. Maybe that could be one of the next episodes because that is a movie you absolutely have to fucking watch that shit's wild that's amazing (laughs) amazing anyways betamax and saint frankenstein which is a short which i i actually have uh you have saint frankenstein yeah yeah well jesus fuck i need to see that one too (laughs) yes yeah i've seen it it's great it's a great short it's totally him again i was like holy crap uh, he made a short and uh, I forgot how I got connected to it. I think it came across on one of my uh, from one of the PR folks or something. And I'm like, holy shit, Scooter McCray. Yeah, OK, I'll watch it. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. It. I mean, after watching what I've seen, I wish there was so much more. Yeah. Out there, because this especially in the no budget range, which obviously 16 tongues and shattered dead are firmly within oh yeah 
it's hard to find somebody that has such a singular voice because mm-hmm. even though the films are wildly different, they still have this headiness that is just not apparent in most no budget fare or even in most regular budget fare. It's a very singular artistic voice. And um, I want to see more of it. So today, 16 tongues, the second movie uh, started filming in 1999, wasn't released until 2003. Mark, do you want me to describe what this movie is, or do you think you can handle remotely relaying the plot of Sixteen Tongues? I, um, I can, I can try. Good luck. I will try and help you if you struggle. <laughs> we, we have it's set in the future. Uh, we have a rogue cop who was in an accident. And 65% of his body was, uh, he lost 65% of his skin. And in this world, uh, cybernetic and medical modifications and everything are, are pretty, seem pretty standard. Anyway, he ended up, for whatever reason, having the uh, other people who were there during this explosion that happened, their tongues grafted to his body to cover up the skin that was missing. Why they chose that, who knows? But apparently this has happened before because they call it a tongue job. Anyway, so he's, <laughs> so he's hiding out in this, this S&M hotel where you pay for everything. It, it seems to be in this future where you pay for everything. <laughs> and also in this hotel is a lesbian couple made up of a computer hacker and an assassin. An assassin cyborg. Assassin cyborg, yes. And the computer hacker is looking for the killer of her brother. And the assassin cyborg is hanging out here because she's trying not to kill people. Uh, And so she sleeps with a bunch of people. Because sex calms the homicidal tendencies. But we don't find this out until a quarter of the way through that... The person that designed her, that programmed her as not only an assassin, but as a sex android, put Uh, her clitoris behind her eyelids. So every time she blinks, she comes and that soothes the homicidal tendencies within her. Yeah. In your face, Linda Lovelace. No, anyway. (laughs) Literally in your face. In your face, literally. You still with us, folks? You're this still, is still continuing. Mark, continue. <laughs> we're, we're going to continue on because, yes, we we find out, and of course, the assassin and our sixteen tongue man cross paths. Uh, we we get the idea that this cop is not on the up and up. He's rogue. He he has done some pretty vile things to his suspects <laughs> in quotes suspects <laughs> and so as these two cross paths and learn about each other and realize they're uh kindred spirits <laughs> they're both suffering and so they kind of have this attraction the wetworks computer hacker realizes dun 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 that there's a connection between the cop and her brother's death yeah, and of course, it, folks, this isn't a spoiler. It's, it's obvious right off the bat because there's only three characters in this entire movie. So not yeah, a, not a spoiler. He's the killer of the brother. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty telegraphed. And that's not the main point of this film, just like Scooter McRae with people who die. The, it, it's not so much of the actual 
events going on as in the characters and watching what they go through because our cop eventually at one point starts liking our assassin and it really get i yeah it's there's a lot of heady stuff in here it's ambitious there's pornography on all the walls constantly i okay so let me set the scene here i i know i kind of talked about the fact that it's a nice rainy day here where i live and all that i had the windows open <laughs> and i had this running through my speakers oh no figuring it was just gonna be fine right nobody's gonna be walking by my neighborhood they're all in their houses there's a church across the street from me nobody's there but normally there you know there's somebody that parks there whatever and the first 15 minutes of this movie has non-stop moaning happening in it because all of the tv sets in this sex hotel you ha- they have a pornography loop going on that you have to that the the characters anybody that goes into this world that gets a room here has to pay to turn off the TVs. I love it. I love that. (laughs) So if they don't pay with their credit card, they are constantly bombarded with pornography, like hardcore fucking pornography. And on the wall, I have windows open in my speakers going, and it sounds like I'm watching just (laughs) nonstop porn. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to be your passing neighbor <laughs> well they probably already feel that i'm a weirdo anyway so what difference does it make at this point <laughs> that's awesome this is this is definitely a movie that goes along with you know like red spirit lake and shatter dead and some other uh shot on video stuff that is from the school of the uh, cinema of transgression yeah it, it definitely is not trying to be pornography per se, but it does not care if it's within it. It it, it still is more story-based, and yes, it's exploitation, so there's factors that are there for titillation, like um, there's constant images of cocksucking, pussies, sex. Which, by the way, if you do buy the DVD, folks, uh, those images are on the DVD label. So this is not one you may want to leave out on your family um, video rack because you open it up and, yeah, there's ads for 9-7, O-Hole, Onion Ray, the devil. <laughs> Here, we don't get the chance to see it. it we don't get a chance to see these in uh, the movie, but they're on specials. They're actually specials on the DVD that show all the adult covers they came up with because these are all made up so you have uh this is just on the dvd but there's all the images are on the when you put it in the player you can do it as an extra but there's sphincter stretchers (laughs) (laughs) which there are pictures of on walls yeah in this uh, movie make my ass bleed uh nine seven zero sore uh (laughs) Uh, hold on (laughs) armless sluts rip your own hole and fuck it (laughs) oh jesus christ um nine seven zero skag and then (laughs) my favorite (laughs) the devil's onion ring oh my god 
Oh my god. <laughs> that devil's onion ring. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This movie right off the bat, folks, if you haven't noticed, is very sexual. It is super no budget. Super oh, no budget to the point that it only really takes place in maybe a couple different rooms. Yeah, the sets, the way they, they reuse the hotel sets between our cop and the couple and the hallway is like there's an apartment complex. Yeah, that somebody got maybe there was an abandoned complex or they had friends that allowed them to shoot this there because obviously this couldn't take place in a functional apartment complex because the walls are literally lined with pussies everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere. You remember, you know, those movies where, you know, maybe let's take, for example, like uh, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, where there's obviously a really creepy dude that, you know, he's a creepy dude right off the bat because his truck stop. Yeah. The bathroom is lined with pornography pictures that he cut out of porno mags and stuff like that. You know, immediately, oh, this is the bad guy. This is the creep because he's, you know, a porno freak. The entire movie, this entire movie is that space Yes, all the fucking time. It's like he had the same decorator. That's <laughs> Interior yeah. decoration. You know, hustler. you know, I'm thinking genitals, genitals <laughs> everywhere. I want and... the ugliest. I want not to body shame, but I want the most grotesque pussy right here. <laughs> oh, no, oh no, he no, it's on purpose. It's totally on purpose. If you look at the way they designed the fake covers to those magazines, yeah. it's on purpose. He's making a statement there as well about about that because it's it's on purpose that they look just these are not titillating pictures. At all. Nothing. Nothing about the sex in this movie is titillating. The movie starts no. off with this scene where I remember we were watching it and I was texting you like, is this supposed to be a sci-fi movie? Because I knew nothing about what this movie was going into it. You have a scene that's supposed to be taking place in a jail cell. Doesn't look like a jail cell because this is a no budget movie. It, it There are some bars to give you an idea that may, this is a jail cell. But when you go inside of it, it just looks like some room that somebody decided not to put any turn any lights on in. Well, I took it as it was actually one of the S&M rooms from the hotel, in all honesty, that he was bringing guys there before he actually did anything in the jail. No, I thought it was the actual jail cell. Oh, well, it's hard to tell. Like you said, it could be either one because it looked not like a regular jail cell. No, it, does, it didn't. And especially what happened in it yes. wouldn't be happening oh. in any jail cell. Because we, we come in and there's a guy that's done up like a gimp and he's, you know, bound. And this cop who's the lead character with the tongue graphs and all this stuff is trying to get information out of him in a way that it was obvious he wasn't trying to get any information. He's just trying to get his dick sucked. Yeah, it's hard to get information when you're mouthful. Yeah, really hard. <laughs> Literally. So he's trying, he's interrogating this guy. And basically says, you're going to take this. And if I feel any teeth or the slightest pinch of, <laughs> of pressure on, on my dick, I'm going to spray paint the wall with your brains. <laughs> so he unzips his pants and takes out this prosthetic dick that looks like Frankenstein. It does. It totally does. 
Oh man. It is <laughs> it is something. And we are greeted to a scene of a guy in a gimp mask giving head to an African American look he has these the weirdest latex skin grafts all over his face, all over everywhere. And you're like, holy fuck, what have I gotten myself into here? What it, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then we from that, there's there's that scene or that location, and then the rest of it just looks like somebody's apartment. Yeah. So much. if you can get past the the really no budget um feel to this movie, there's a lot to take in with it. Mark, when mm. we're just looking at kind of like the production value of this movie was it a turnoff no it was fitting for the subject because the way it's written it fit you know i mean it, it it's something you didn't actually want probably a high production value because it would take away from just the grimy this place where they're staying at is supposed to be like just the i mean like there's there's the floor of a taxi cab and then there's the gutter. And this is like below there. I mean, this place is just supposed to be. And I think if you had a higher production value, it would take away from it. But what impressed me was even with the no budget, they managed to build a world enough to where you understand at least the basics of what type of world these folks are living in. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't think the low production value took away from it at all because there's enough of that transgressive inner reflection character stuff to where you, after a while you don't even pay attention. Like we mentioned, folks, the stuff that's on the walls after a while, you forget it's there in all honesty, uh, you know, unless you get a real close up or the the ice machine that <laughs> oh please describe this ice machine so there there early on in the scene there's there's a little bit it had to be a little bit of an ode to blade runner in that our assassin gets up and she puts on a very basic thing because she's going out in the hall to get ice cream and it, it's basically the clear plastic with a belt similar to what we've seen in blade runner anyway she goes to this ice machine that has this very uh, it's a large ice machine, and it's got a, a image of a woman uh, on fours uh, facing away from you, and the dispenser of the ice is coming out of her rear end. It's a butt. It's a butt, and it's it a says, butt dispenser, and it says it's ninety-two percent pure water. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it was genius. It, it was. And it also shows you, though, how he, he they managed to work these elements into where you get the idea of what type of world this is they're living in. You know, they've got a dispenser that praises that it's 92% water. And your brain goes, well, what the hell is the rest of it? Do you really want to know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a, a good aspect is that it never takes you out of that area. I think the only thing I would have loved to have seen, because there's a couple scenes where our assassin droid supposedly is going to different areas in town to interrogate, or was it just different no, levels it, of the it's, same it, complex? It's different levels of the same complex. She never leaves the complex. See, that was com- confusing to me because we never, right. there's never an establishing shot of the exterior 
never establishing anything. You're just stuck in this environment where each room could be interchangeable, to be honest, because most of it all looks the same. Um, so that's the only downside I see of this, right. where I, I agree with you, where it does immerse you in this world. I just, after a while, kind of wanted some reference to the world outside of this place. Or at least get some sure, idea a bit more, of what this I, is. Where nowadays, with digital technology, they could have constructed something. And it could have just, yeah. even oh, on yeah, a very easy, low yeah. budget scale, they could have at least given you an establisher shot to give you an idea. But I get it. This is 1999, shot on video, no budget, literally no budget. <laughs> no, literally it's no obvious. budget. Yeah. And I was super impressed with the prosthetic work and, and what had gone into some of this stuff. But that's really my only complaint with the production of this movie. Now, the story in the dialogue. <laughs> Holy crap. This movie is so dense. There is so much going on. Did you quite follow it the entire time? I was following most of it up until we get into the third act and they start doing the reveal of more of the characters and you get into the cop character and why he might actually be the way he is. And then I'm just like, okay, now we're getting into smart bacteria and it was starting to take to, it just started to like curve to where I was like, I'm just rolling with this. Cause I'm, I'm, I followed most of it in the beginning but as it went on, you you kind of get a little lost. But I think you're supposed to. I don't think, like you said, it, the McCrae's doesn't really care whether or not you're getting this. <laughs> nope, <laughs> at all. This is just the world, the this story he's presenting, and what you get out of it. Well, that's up to you, <laughs> right? It's like how much or how little you follow. You know, um, I followed. Like you said, I followed most of it until you get into that third act and then that's where i was like wow okay <laughs> like, now you're kind of getting a little heady with the the micro you know bacteria and and why he is the way he is and and, and just, the rejection of his tongues to his body and how they're taking over his body and yeah. how he's no longer himself because the tongue microbes have actually rendered his brain obsolete this is where it gets into swamp thing territory where he's yeah. no longer who he is <laughs> he's, he's just a bunch of bacteria from the tongues that have been grafted to him because the tongues are nothing but muscle and reactionary and so and i'm just like whoa okay <laughs> mind you folks this is all done through dialogue yeah, everything. No, you're yeah. not seeing any any high tech special effects. I mean, the vast majority of this movie is people just talking. <laughs> There's it, not a lot of action going on. There are a few sex scenes in this movie, um, <laughs> especially when the assassin first meets our cop, and oh we get the full on image of his. <laughs> Is his member and it just oh my god <laughs> and she makes it come blood all over her <laughs> and then she likes this idea because she thinks she's found her match made in heaven because now she can get the the blood lust taken care of without actually killing anyone uh, 
So we have, okay, let's check it off. We have uh, a gimp blowing Frankenstein dick yes. and then getting his brains blown out. We have cyborg sex assassin mm-hmm. uh, blowing Frank and Dick and having come shot all over her. Yes. We have rando pimp get it, pissing on rando <laughs> uh, bootleg Alan Moore in a hallway. We have the hacker, uh, the lesbian lover of <laughs> the sex, uh, the assassin sex android hacking into the, the sex androids visual uh, capabilities and getting off on the feedback loop <laughs> of her sensations. God, this movie is just fucking so weird. <laughs> it's it is definitely unique. <laughs> I guarantee you, you you know, there's some people that try to do this is a very I mean, honest. There, there's people who try to make stuff this weird and very few pull it off in this one. Yeah, no, sh- no. There are no shits given. This guy, no, they, 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 the guts, the guts it must have taken to just go for this movie. It's unbelievable. And, and get the people to, I mean, we uh, to in it as well to, you know, sign on because folks, I think sometimes forget those are real people in front of the camera doing these actual things. <laughs> and their performances in here were actually really well done for an indie, no budget. Yeah. Um, same as Shatter Dead. Yeah, way above par for these kind of movies. Way it, above par. It, not at all. From when you read the description and you hear us talking about it and you see any images from it, you're like, oh, man, the acting's got to be. No, these people, it, there's talent here and they're, they're, they're all in on this movie. You know, whether or not you like the performances, it's like they have to because with it being mostly dialogue and granted some of the direction helps keeps this exposition from getting to where it's too static. So if things are still moving while the exposition's going on, but they have to deliver this stuff because it is mostly it's heavy on the dialogue. So you got to get some kind of performance. Otherwise your audience will really check out. And this one, yeah, everybody for a low budget indie film, they put in a really good performance yeah it's it's a damn shame though that this movie will always be relegated to the farther reaches of cinema and most people aren't going to ever watch this kind of thing because of the content right it's because of the visual content it's like they're they're not no most people aren't going to be able to get past it it just they just aren't yeah what in what instance mark could you just toss this on as a regular movie Never. You, can, you I, couldn't. I, I, There's no way you can. I mean, as I explained, I had my windows open and I felt very insecure this is, about it. Because I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to call the police on me. I'm going to be with Abigail Arcane before the grand jury of Gotham as a sex pervert. Yeah, this is not what you just you. Hey, you want to watch a movie? <laughs> this is, this is no. not this is not that type of film. You're going to you're going to have to close all the blinds, <laughs> shut all the windows. You're going to have to make sure the kids are not only in bed, but passed out in, in a slumber in a different dimension. <laughs> make sure they're dead asleep because, yeah, it <laughs> no, we're not suggesting Uh-oh. that your kids should be dead. No, no, just dead very asleep. asleep. Just very asleep. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I, I'm not. 
suggesting that at all. No, this is just, I don't even know what, what environment would be conducive to watching this. <laughs> you definitely do. Definitely do not watch this movie on your phone while taking a trip or on a plane. <laughs> You're on the subway and just, ah, just strike up, strike up 16 tugs. Yeah. Let's just yep. watch this. Yep. Don't watch it at work. Mm. <laughs> I, I definitely I, I if you watch this and your wife walks in the room boy I hope you have a good lawyer because it was there was part of the reason why I had to have you pause it yeah, there was a point where toward the end I mean this movie is a brief 76 minutes yeah and it flies it, by it it moves uh, I mean you know and it doesn't overstay its welcome it's only yeah 76 minutes long which is fine you know I mean there's too much of a trend of really long movies nowadays, even in indies, you know, you're getting indie films now that are almost up to close push in two hours. And you're just like, you, you didn't need that for your, what you have here. Well, you know? his first, well, Shatter Dead was a fairly long movie as well. Yeah. Well, but the thing is with Shatter Dead, that's more of a road type film. So you're constantly, you're constantly moving and you're changing locations and such. And there were a lot more characters involved in Shattered Dead. So I think in that case, you you can get away with it. But this one, with it all being so claustrophobic and in this all in this one place, you I think it lasts just as long as you need it to, because <laughs> I think if it goes any further, you'll be just like, eh, you know what? <laughs> I think I agree not just because of the content, but I did start to feel this drag towards, you know, the latter half of this movie. When you get to the very end where he's traveling the halls and he starts going on this rampage where we get like a bunch of a number of cameos and such, including the girl from Shattered Dead ends up showing up as a uh, a latex nun. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie, to be honest, because we're we're finally outside of these two rooms where people are just talking about their relationships to each other in their own heads. Yeah. Yeah. So the cop finally, he just goes nuts. So and he uh, starts killing everyone in this hotel. And we just run through this whole menagerie of different characters and And perversions. It's like your typical, you know, whorehouse open the door and what kind of weird perversion is going on behind this door. Right. And so one of the cameos, yeah, is from the girl from Shattered uh, Dead. And yeah, that was it. That was interesting. But then after he blows away most of the people, the part after that, it just started to drag. And so it ended actually where I wanted it. Cause if it gone any longer, I would have started checking out, you know, and I was just very, like you said, I just started to feel a little bit of a drag as well with that part and then it, we finally got the end i'm like oh okay and it just it ends it, <laughs> it 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 just ends you're you you get you get this wild uh confrontation between adrian our our cop and uh, the assassin and then after that, he's cut off her eyelids he so she can no longer eyelids. calm herself by coming Yes. So she feels the bloodlust. And so she goes hunting for him, grabs guns out of his uh, case where he's been holding evidence. And yeah, you're right. It, it it was at that point where I was hoping it would get resolved soon. And it did. And I was good because I was like, if this keeps going any longer with us, with the internal monologue and the time, I'm like, this is going to start to drag just a little. And then, yeah, 
it ends. Yeah. Which was good, you know, (laughs) which means that he was least aware of, of the length. I mean, some of these indies, I'm just sitting there going, man, you needed someone else to watch this movie. Well, it's because you don't have most of them, as we had said, are are two are people just talking in rooms, right? Because they don't have the budgets to you know go do a bunch of elaborate exterior setups and scenes and stuff like that. So you're kind of stuck with very limited resources in very limited locations and setups. Um, so it did what drug to me is because of this setup. No matter how interesting the thoughts are eventually your brain's going to start wandering. Yeah. You're just going to be like, okay, I need something else to look at. I need something Mm -hmm. else to move this along for me. And the smart directors usually will take that limitation and make sure that they put their story in a very funneled and concise length. And I think Scooter McRae did a really great job for this. Now I'm looking at the, the cover Mm -hmm. And to kind of wrap this up, I think a lot of the blurbs that it has on the cover of it Mm -hmm. really kind of tell you what you're in for for this movie. Um, There's a quote uh, from Moriarty, uh, they ain't a cool news on the front and then the two on the back, at least the one that I have. Yeah, that pretty much sums up what you're going to (laughs) get. Yeah, one and this would be exactly how I feel about it. Uh, from Shock Cinema is raw, intelligent, provocative, and unapologetically fucked up. <laughs> that is 1,000% yeah. what this movie is. This is a movie that does not give a single fuck about your sensibilities, nor does it want to appeal to anybody else other than those that want to take a journey into a place that they've never seen before. Yeah, there's another quote, the one that I have, uh, the one on the back from Offscreen Magazine says a daring mix of cyberpunk and psychosexual imagery. And yep, it's got that. <laughs> it's got it's got it. Definitely for cyberpunk fans. When you get into the hacker, uh, <laughs> which oh. is which is a great use of a cigarette lighter charge oh my god okay so it's no budget so everything in it is cobbled together with whatever they have laying around does it make sense there's a mixture of old technology and quote unquote 1999 technology and uh it's kind of quaint because you know obviously he couldn't like put something elaborate together or build something he just like okay we got some wires and a cigarette lighter for the car and (laughs) we got this handle for something else let's let's cobble it together like it's some weird you know computer hacker bullshit so but but i like like i I like that though i mean because you know with the world that they paint in it's believable enough you know, with the world with its sleazy and being run down and where they're at, it's, it's, you know, and there's some, there's a, a effect which mad props to the actress. She actually has an armband that explodes and sparks on her arm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. <laughs> like, wow. That's no special, you know, that's no CGI animated, whatever. That's that exploded on her hand (laughs) that was legitimately well there's a few sequences in this movie that they actually use computer graphics for i mean Mm -hmm. there was one where the cop goes to the assassin and she has a barcode on her arm and he uses his retinal scans because he has you know cybernetic eyes or whatever and is able to look up her police report yeah 
and, and check out who she is and what she's been in for and all this other stuff. So this movie tries to go anywhere it possibly can on five bucks. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and it does enough to where you're like, okay, you know. <laughs> and it's successful. I think yeah. for, for a five buck movie, it's damn successful. Yeah, it he pulls it off quite a bit. So so Mark. <sighs> Would you recommend this to anybody? Do you think this is as good as Shattered Dad? In a different way, I do. I think he's working on, he's just trying something a little different, but it's still good. Yeah, I, I think if you like Shattered De- Dead, you're going to like this style of his, this headiness of his, the transgressive stuff. Uh, it, it's probably some of the best out there. Um, you know, you're, and yeah, I think it's as good as Shattered Dead. It's, it's got a slightly different message and voice, but it's still, yeah, it's the same similar type of story. Like you said, it's, it's different yet. It still feels very much like his and, and in that vein of shattered dead, you could almost see this in the same world as shattered dead. Um, yeah, I think it's, I, I work, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but if people are looking for, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, every, everyone, <laughs> I meant everyone, not anyone. <laughs> Let me back. I don't want I don't want people to know that I like this. No. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it to everyone is what I meant. Everyone. Yeah, I know. But I know. um uh you know, if people are looking for, you know, shot on video stuff but good stuff and wonder why you you hooked me on this stuff and why people get find this genre fascinating this is definitely one of those films you want to watch because you'll be like wait what when was this made wait how much did they make this on what mm-hmm. <laughs> you know th- this guy is it just an indie filmmaker what because there's a lot of stuff in here where it's what i love about indie is the fact that s- some indie filmmakers out there are just making something to make something and they don't give a fuck what you might think of what they're making <laughs> nope they have a story to tell and they want to tell it <laughs> they don't care no they're not doing this for money they they they're just got to tell their story they got to get it out there and this is what they give you and whatever you get out of it well that's what you get out of it they don't care <laughs> you know they don't care they're making it not making it to distribute it get it distributed they're not making it, you know, they just, hey, they, they want it, the story. They want to tell it this way. And there you go. And Contend with it. Deal with it. Yeah. right. <laughs> this is what it is. How you take it or how you perceive it or uh, receive it. Well, that's up to you. <laughs> this is as true a transgressive movie as you're going to ever find. Yeah. This. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't like it as much as I like Shattered Ed. And it's can, mostly because Shattered Dead yeah. was was ambitious more in a production sense. Right. For what it has. And there's more locations. There's exteriors. It goes places. This is ambitious in the way of what it's trying to say. Mm-hmm. And it's very dense. For such a no-budget movie, it's so dense. And if you can't put up with the production value, it's going to be tough for you to really sink your teeth into this movie. It looks very cheap. Yeah, and and that's why I said I would recommend it to shot on video fans or folks looking for stuff like this on shot on video. But uh, average viewer in that, especially if you're not used to watching lower budget stuff, you're going to be turned off immediately by just the aesthetic. And mm-hmm. 
it's not going to be for you. It just isn't. Though I'm still trying to figure out on IMDb the plot keywords why one of them is parrot. What? <laughs> you know, what? I am, where are you seeing it? Okay. I, I, All right. I'm looking at it right now. Oh my God. You're right. Here are the plot keywords on imdb.com. Ugly. Is this relevant? Sex. Is this relevant? Because it asks you. So you yeah. can, I, I'm guessing, like with sure. you, so you can update yeah. this for it to be lesbian sex, female nudity, lesbianism, parrot. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? No, I don't. I think remember. that's somebody trolling. I think it's gotta be. I didn't see trolling. a parrot anywhere, but I love it. I love it because I'm Jesus just like, Christ. I I agree with you, Mark. I am really glad I watched this. I love Shooter McRae's stuff that I've seen. I just think there's not many directors out there willing to just do whatever it takes to tell the story they want to tell, regardless of what the vast majority, if, if it's marketable or if people are going to like it, they just have a story to tell and they're going to tell it. Mm-hmm. And you just deal with it. If you want to watch it, watch it. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. It's not for you. Fuck you. I yeah. love that. I love it. Will I watch this again? Probably not. <laughs> no. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you. Probably uh, not. Um, it, why, not because it's a bad movie per se. It's just, it's not one you you watch often. I mean, this is one that you know will probably be on my shelf because I have it because yes, I, and I appreciate it yes. very much. Uh, but it's not one that I'm just like ah, pop a beer, come home. You know what? I think I'm going to watch a story about a guy with tongues strapped to him and a sex bot <laughs> assassin with clitorises on her eyelids. Yeah. Nothing like kicking back and watching that. That's just going to be some real, real easy going type picture. (laughs) But no, the kids might stop by at some point. I'll I'll toss this on. It should be fine. It'll be fine. I I am very happy that I own it, that I watched it. It was definitely worth five bucks. Oh, 100%. Especially to support him. If anything, what this has done for me is made me appreciate Scooter McRae even more yeah you know i i'm i'm like yeah you know i'm I'm not disappointed at all but no it is not one that i'm probably uh, frequently watch uh but i'm glad i have and i have watched it because yep you know that this is stuff that i i I enjoy this stuff and that's partly your fault so uh i've always been told i'm a horrible influence (laughs) you are what are you gonna do mark such an enabler i tell you (laughs) (laughs) i've been told multiple times and i'm not gonna name names but i've been told or it's it's been asked to me what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) and this is definitely a reason for people to say that what the fuck is wrong with you why are you watching this um i tell you man in a in a landscape especially now more than ever to where stuff really starts feeling the same. I, I I love going back and watching these these shot on video stuff and this stuff like this because I'm like, oh man, you know, this is this is stuff when you say indie, this is the stuff that you really <laughs> this is the stuff you really want to see. Yeah. I don't you know, I, I mean I like the the tongue-in-cheek jokey uh shot on video stuff as much as the next person. I like the ironic 
view. Oh, video violence. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I love that stuff. I mean, we covered Gun Blast, right. which is arguably one of the most hilariously awful things I've ever seen. <laughs> but at the same time, I am looking for this stuff. I'm looking mm-hmm. for this. This is what I want. I want to see movies that are good, that take chances, that do things and take me to places I've never been. I'm a big fan of sci-fi. I'm a big fan of horror because these are genres that allow you to really expand and explore things that regular cinema doesn't even dare to do. Yeah. We all have really fucked up thoughts and fucked up dreams. And for somebody to take the chance to actually explore those ideas, explore the ideas of sexuality, who are we as sexual beings? Um, Why do we get into destructive, damaging relationships over sex? Why? I mean, there's so much going on and bubbling under the surface of 16 tongues. It's Mm -hmm. not just, you know, the sci-fi aspects, you know, it's who we are as people and why are we such complex uh, sexual and emotional beings? Right. I like these ideas. I like when movies explore these in a very unhinged way. Mm -hmm. I mean, books can do that. Books can do that easily. Comic books can do that easily. But we're not we don't allow cinema to do that because of the visual aspect. It's too much. We can talk about and we can read things about, you know, sex and lewd sexual acts and seeing sexual acts. But we can't actually have them on film. Because morally, that's just wrong. Yeah. We have to push that off to pornography where nobody will end up watching that or at least admit that they watch it. Yeah, they, the hangups. And then that's why that's why I chuckled. You know, the whole uh, when there was the Fifty Shades craze, you know, and it was like the teehee type of. Oh, look, you know, and then they did the movies and I'm looking at this just going, ah, yeah, they're trying to be, you know, salacious and and, and it wasn't. It was like, I, I'm, I'm just like, this is still not. It was it's, just bad. It's, it's socially acceptable bullshit for soccer yeah. moms that are so repressed. They're all sex freaks at home, but don't want to admit it in good company to anybody else. Thank you. Yes, exactly. That's where I was going with. Thank it's you. So bullshit. Much it's bullshit. I love movies that just don't give a fuck. They just don't give a fuck. I'm going to show dicks. I'm going to show pussies. I'm going to show, you know, blowjobs. I'm going to show sex. I like that stuff. And unapologetically so, I'm going to talk about it. And I don't care. You either are into it. You have your own. That's on you. If you have a problem with this shit, you have a problem with uh, our podcast, Orgy Castle, where we actively and openly talk about hardcore sex films and smut and weird shit. um, That's on you. That's not on me. I no longer care in my real life if people think I'm some weirdo or creep about this stuff. I know who I am. I know what I am. It just, can we get past, we will never get past this shit. No, you're never going to get past it because it's one of those things where they, people use it as a tool to control. Yes. Is what it is. I mean, I'm a removed Catholic, as I said. And let me tell you, I a Catholic teenager is probably some of the most conflicting times of people's lives. Agreed. 
because you have things happening that are natural and you're being told, well, that is wrong. Yep. And that is exactly. And that is can be so damaging to people's psyche. And then they grow up and, you know, uh, they end up being Billy Graham. So, you know, I mean, (laughs) or even worse, worse. they end up hurting people because right. Or they they can't express themselves or talk about it because it would be so shameful and they would be ostracized. That's the because of it. Yeah, that's the worst part is that these people who have gone through this and been felt to shame, suddenly they need to lash out because they're still having those feelings. And now they're grownups and they see other people expressing the feelings they have that they've been told is wrong. And so they lash out at those people, partly, I think, because they're jealous because those people can express their feelings like that. And the oppressed people the suppressed people can't and so they feel jealous and so they strike out because they they're how dare you are you able to say you like that i i've been told that's wrong and so you should feel wrong and you don't feel wrong and why is that well i'm gonna lash out at you now because of that and that's exactly what we get to and you get movies like this bringing it around to 16 tongues you, you, you get a movie like this man people would short circuit over this film oh they would deem this obscene yeah you know and it's one of those things where yes there is that imagery in her but you know then don't watch it <laughs> you know leave people be <laughs> yeah. why do people care so much about where they put their genitals yeah why why do people give a fuck as long as they're not hurting anybody? As long as they're not as long doing as things that, against yeah. somebody else's will. Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck what other people do with their genitals? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, a lot of this movie, a lot of 16 tongues, and this is going to be a longer episode than I was expecting it to be. Sorry. And a lot more ranty of an episode <laughs> than I was expecting it to be. But a lot of this movie really talks to that because we have a lot of people like there's a whole sequence where the tongue graft cop and the assassin are like trying. They're in a room. She's obviously trying to have sex with him. But, you know and get information out of him. And he is conflicted with like, man, she is really fucking turning me on. But his inner voice is like, don't do this. Don't do this. You shouldn't do this. Use your brain. Well, yeah, you're, he's a cop and he saw her record and he's like, I shouldn't, I should be arresting her right now. I shouldn't be doing this. I should be arresting her. And yeah. So it's that conflict. It's like, this whole movie is almost speaking towards the the whole repressed nature of everything. It's just like if sex wasn't so taboo and what and didn't squick people out the way that it does. I think Andrew made a great post on Facebook the last couple of days, our friend Andrew Shearer, where he's just like, you know, I've been doing no budget films for, for many, many years. And I found, you know, it wasn't the gore. It wasn't the, it wasn't, you know, the violence, yeah, the violence that was fucking people up and was making them uncomfortable. It was sex. Mm-hmm. It's always sex. 
that will fuck people up. It doesn't matter. You can blow as many people's brains out on walls as you want in movies. You can gut them. You can cut off their arms. You can, you know, scalp them and take their brains out. Genital mutilation. You can do whatever you want. The moment people start having sex and they start doing something sexually that conflicts with your lifestyle, holy fuck, look out. Yeah, right? (laughs) Look out. So, it's... It's unfortunate. It's our society. And I'm just going to put this out there and people may hate me for this, but it's religion. It's Mm -hmm. religion. It's all religion. So wonder why I'm an atheist. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah. 16 tongues is great (laughs) to get off the soapbox. 16 tongues is, is great in a way that it confronts these issues, looks at them. It doesn't give a fuck if it bothers you. Yeah at all and i think more movies should be like that i love Mm -hmm. it yeah do i want my kids stumbling across this movie hell no (laughs) this is this is a movie for a fully formed brain this is this is a movie for somebody that can process what's going on Mm -hmm. have conversations with your kids about sex don't shame them about it only fucked up things gonna come if you don't if you you don't allow them to be who they are every last person on earth has something in their brain that sexually makes them you know embarrassed oh yeah and shameful every last person don't tell me they don't you're full of shit (laughs) so anyway 16 tongues wow what a fucked up movie what a fucked up movie but it's i'm glad i'm glad we watched it i'm really really glad we watched it me too. I'm not watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be on my shelf, but I probably won't either, unless you know uh, someone says, "Hey, I'm really looking for a really screwed up." Oh, okay. Well, here you here go. It is. <laughs> here you go. I got one for you. <laughs> yeah. No shit. I've just seen a vision from across the room. Old Cupid has hit me like a sonic boom. Contact eye to eye. It thrills my world, but I'm a little shy when it comes to girls. But I attempt to utter. I stammer and stutter, my heart's beating fast and the butterflies flutter inside of me. It's the pride in me, so I know these feelings won't subside in me. My emotions come forth that were hell within. Every move represents the ultimate sin. I try to be calm, I try to play cute, but you're tempting me like forbidden fruit. I realize you didn't come to this party alone, and I'm also trapped with a guy of my own. So here's a clue, before we rendezvous, I think it's best if it's kept between me and you. That we're Gonna play the role, gotta keep control, but you catching my mind, my body and soul, no, I gotta stop, get you out of my mind, but the only way I could is if I was blind, cause every time I look, boy you got me hooked, like a thief in the night, my heart you took, I want the one I'm with, but I want you too, and for the first time, I don't know what to do, now enough's enough, my girl's right at hand, further thoughts could ruin my marriage plans, but Deep within, it will never end. My lust and desire are gonna win. So I'm down if you are, cause I can't let go. Just, Just promise, promise no one's gonna, gonna know where. where. 
slip between the sheets Going all night long The feeling is strong How can it seem so right When we know it's wrong Then the moment is over Under light so dim Those feelings of guilt Begin to set in So what should we say now About what we just did Cause any day now We might get busted Under cover of a night Can't be that sure Keep out of sight You better use the back door And even though I don't belong to you I can't help it I find myself drawn to you The lust that we share Is an emotional crime We both know We're living on borrowed time The odds are against us The deck is stacked But still we keep Trying to hide the fact That we're Listening to Astro Radio Z. Oh, the dumps in June ain't like perfume. Deep in the heart of Jersey, but it's my state. I think it's great. Hey folks, Vaughn here, another episode of Pink Theater. So we did Female Yakuza Tale last, and I wanted to continue talking about um, the films of Terio Ishii. So I decided to do Bohishi Bushido, <laughs> Code of the Forgotten Eight, from 1973. Here's the trailer. <laughs> Thank you. 
Like I said, I had such a good time watching um, Female Yakuza Tale compared to Sex and Fury. I was like, why not go back to Ishii's work? Because he's made a bunch of really great films. So I dug and I found this. Um, this is a pretty simple film. Um, <laughs> I'm saying that and I'm now looking, trying to come my thoughts. Um, Toshiro Tanabe, who is an actor who's been in a shit ton of stuff, including a bunch of uh, Takashi Miike films. He was in The Big Bad in uh, Rikio, The Story of Ricky. He was in Harry Carey, um, Kumadin. Uh, he's even in a Bond film, He Only Lived Twice. Um, lived until 2006. So anyway, he plays the big the big hero in this film called Shano, who is a ruthless ronin, um, pretty much a killing machine. <laughs> It's quite wonderful, his character. And he comes across... Uh, actually, he is saved by the Buni, the, Bu, the Buhachi uh, clan, who are a clan of also ruthless um, gangsters and warriors who have no scruples. Um, and they're kind of their code of honor, their code of honor is to kind of bear waste to those kind of scruples of human of uh, the last remnants of their humanity. And become these uh, just ungodly monsters, uh, beasts within human skin, as they refer to themselves. Um, so he decides to kind of, you know, they ask him if he wants to join. He says sure, but he fails their tests because he shows some kind of sympathy. But their boss um, wants to use him as an assassin because at one point they are the kind of you know the leading trade of sex in the air in the country um but as the the laws have kind of laxed um you know women are now just opening brothels and having no pimps at all and just kind of working for themselves and the boss wants him to go and kill the samurai who go and fornicate in these places um and the people who own the places and kind of humiliate them so he can start a turf war between uh, the other rival gang um, and, you know, also the officials, the, the boss is ultimately trying to get the, um, the efficient, the, uh, I guess the constable of the whole, of the whole area to kind of make and make a amends um, and kind of work on his side and whatnot. So you have a lot of sex and nudity, which is fun. Um, this is the first film in the kind of all pinky violence stuff. This is really by Toho, so this is under the title of Pinky Violence, um, where there's actually a scene of mu of musking, where it's actually you know the the lens on the camera has been fogged to kind of you know not show the full act of sex. Um, and it's very kind of daring for Ishii to kind of do that. It's really cool, but not just because of the the sex and the and the nudity, the the violence, the um, the uh, Shambara cinema style that's going on throughout this film is fucking fantastic. Like there are just scenes of our our main protagonist just ruthlessly killing um, military and you know you know military officers by the dozens, <laughs> and showing how much of a fucking badass he is, where he can just take on guys without even with guns and be able to kind of fuck them up. Uh, and show his dominance and show his speed. Um, it's a, just a really cool, wonderful fucking film. And you know, like I said, the, the nudity and the 
the sex or whatever he wants. The, the last like t- 10 minutes is this kind of opium induced um, hallucinetic, hallucinogenic uh, kind of nightmare sequence where our main protagonist is stabbing, stabbing himself in the leg and the foot to kind of counteract the um, him coming down from opium uh, <laughs> while well, he's also fighting a whole bunch of fucking people. Um, there's an interesting scene. He he gets this kind of sidekick that kind of gets killed off midway through the film. And it's only an 82-minute film, so it kind of really runs at a fucking breakneck pace. Um, and there's a scene where they kind of, with a, the other clan kind of, um, what's the word? Sabotages him by throwing a bunch of barrels of oil and lighting one of their men on fire, along with his kind of associate. Um, I love the associate because associate is just kind of like this greedy little fucking troll who's always cackling, laughing at everything that he sees. And he kind of enjoys watching uh, Shinyu uh, murder fucking people while he gets to molest the uh, the women. Uh, but he gets fucking like burned beyond recognition. <laughs> and the fact that the boss of the, uh, of the uh, Bushida... Um, of this this running clan, he uses women as kind of like you know tells them to go and protect him like a human shield in case somebody comes. And there's this there's a couple of really great scenes. And clearly, you can tell that some of the scenes were sh- all of it was shot on sound stages and whatnot. But the way they make it look and the way they make it kind of outer worldly is very cool. And I, I love that kind of stuff. It's not shot on like outdoor sets and stuff like shot indoors with this with these huge like um you know like marshlands with all these high tr- all these high weeds and it's dark as fuck and you can definitely tell it's not real but it almost feels magical in this weird way and the fact that the character that we're following is this ruthless killer who cannot be killed even when they try their best to fucking fuck him up he's still He's still able to kind of figure out how to counteract it and just beat the living shit out of people. Um, there was a sequel, but not with the same character, even though this film ends with our main protagonist surviving. Um, called the Buhichi Bushido, the villain that came out the next year. Not directed by Ishii, but directed by someone else. Um, I'd love to find that if I could ever find it. Probably won't ever. <laughs> because... This film was released on DVD back in the early 2000s. It's kind of gone out of print, but it's not that hard to find. If you look online, you can find people who have pulled the the, the the film on and thrown it up on the servers and whatnot. So it's pretty easy to find. Um, is it worth your time? Yeah, if you're, if you're doing the same thing I'm doing, if you're a big fan of samurai cinema and Shambara cinema... Uh, it's definitely worth it for that. Plus, you get the added bonus of very sexy women. Um, yes, rape and torture is not particularly a thing that you'll be like, oh, fuck, yes. But um, very sexy Japanese women um, enjoying sex and having fun times. Because one of the things about the this clan is that they, they use, they kidnap and torture and rape women until they kind of fall in line to enjoy sex and the pleasure of sex which is pretty fucking crazy. Um, so that's not a big, like, ooh, you know, ringing endorsement. <laughs> but ultimately, it's a, it's a really cool film. Um, yeah, I have to thank Derek Carey again for letting me be on the show. 
Um, if you want to listen to other ramblings of myself, you can always check out my podcast at motionpicturemasker.wordpress.com. Good night. Well, that's the end of another episode of Astro Radio Z. The entire Astro Radio Z family would again like to thank you for tuning in and joining us for some family-friendly entertainment. Until next time, please stay healthy, stay safe, and take care of each other. Goodbye.
shit, man. 